Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better? It applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. a crisis for boys today, just in case you haven't noticed yet. Today, we're going to talk about some research from a gentleman, Dr. Warren Farrell, who has a new book coming out next year titled, coincidentally, Boys in Crisis. What's the crisis, you ask? Well, none other than the fate of all humankind. We'll define this crisis, but more importantly, we're going to help you discover exactly how to solve it. That's what's on store today for Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with the bearded wonder, Seth Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, all of humanity, huh? Yeah, Humankind? one of my better exaggerations. <laughs> I'm, I'll be interested to see how you pull that one out. Yeah, well, it's going to happen, because it, <laughs> there really is a crisis, and I think you and I are somewhat similar in our annoyance of how men tend to be portrayed now across media platforms. I'm not annoyed at all. So completely satisfied. That went a completely <laughs> different direction than I expected. We definitely should have done some more show prep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have communicated prior to this. <laughs> no, but don't you share some of the angst in that? Yes. Well, I think and I don't want to give away too much what we're going to go into, but okay. where, yes, there has been a, a pendulum swing in one direction that's good, but then we're, that yeah. is starting to make the men's be like the uh, the evil ones. Yeah. Well, I came across this article because, as you know, I am constantly researching the worldwide internet. And by researching, just clicking through stuff, clickbait. No, I let other <laughs> sources congregate information yeah. <laughs> for me, and I pick and choose the ones that uh, pique my interest. Yes. But I came across this article uh, on the, that wonderful website that always has the, the initials, and I never can remember what it stands for. I think it's International <laughs> Family Studies. Close. You were close. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Institute for Family Studies, which is actually a very good site. They, do, they, they offer a lot of great research coming out by some of the best minds in our country, and this one was titled Boys in Crisis, an interview with Warren Farrell. I went, hmm, Boys in Crisis, piqued my interest. And when you read about Dr. Farrell, man, super interesting. He was like one of the big guys in the 60s and 70s who uh, was actually a key leader in now the National Organization for Women, which is impressive. Yeah. Because he's a dude. 
So he was actually even on their chairman. He was like, well, I'm sorry. He's on their chairman. chairman. Yeah. <laughs> wow. On their board? Maybe we should. The edit. chairman of their board. Yes. No, I don't <laughs> think he was a chair, but he was on their board of advisors for okay. now and played a key role, which, you know, I agree. I mean, there were egregious things happening for women in the workplace and mm-hmm. in the world. They weren't, you know, my heavens, they used to not be allowed to vote, which is insane. Right. And so we needed a women's movement in this country so that they can have the same rights that mm-hmm. men were enjoying. Yeah. And that's great. That's a healthy thing. But as we all know, and I feel like looking around today, sort of how you just described, there was an, a pendulum swing to uplift women. Mm-hmm. They need more rights. They deserve equal pay, yada, yada, yada. And there may be a super huge consequence to that pendulum swinging for women, which was a positive. It feels like, and he says in this article, that it sort of feels like what that movement led to the demonizing of men. Mm-hmm. So men and the way men are, naturally, is a bad thing. Right. Instead of just lifting up women and saying, hey, guys, you're great, too, it's pulling those men down. Yeah, it pulls them down. And it's and, and, and so it's almost, you know, women are are getting opportunities, which is great, but almost what it feels like to the peril of men, mm-hmm. to the peril of boys. <laughs> To the peril of humanity. <laughs> to Of all mankind. No, humankind. Sorry. This will not be a sexist show. <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. Um, when people get upset when, say, like the term mankind is used, and they're like, hey, this is, this is about women, too. I'm like, yes, mankind is a gender-neutral term. I, but that's, I think, the point. Right yeah. there. Today, in today's culture, you're not even allowed to say mankind without getting grief, a lot of negative grief. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, men are bad. Men are, I mean, you know, guy, we could take this into a race, a race discussion quickly, too. Because, yeah, there were very bad things uh, that, that minorities had to suffer through in this con- country, but it almost feels like it's similar where – yeah, they need to be uplifted, and yes, they need to be honored and treated well and have the same rights, but like now today, one of the worst people you could be is a white male. I said I, male, not whale. Yeah, no, I, I'm... I, I was mean, waiting still have to lots s- of benefits. Yeah. But just in the term of like that negativity associated with being... Like sometimes I feel... Because you know me, I'm so different. I'm totally out of the box all the time. And I actually feel more comfortable in a minority setting mm-hmm. than I would in an all-white setting. Um, but oftentimes I feel like I'm being discriminated against in the sense of, oh, you know, there's fight the power. I'm like, I, I have no power. <laughs> I'm as pathetic as you could possibly be. But I don't okay. want to derail this conversation no, let's, into let's a race conversation. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to boys in crisis. So boys are in crisis, and you might be asking, well, what is that crisis? Well, how about as women's rights are increased, which is a good thing, there has become this demonizing of men and their crucial roles in relationships. Uh, men are seriously undervalued in today's culture. Like how so? Well, it's it's, and this was one of the stats that stood out and shocked me in this article. But you know, for a long time, what this guy argues, and I think it's really interesting to me that one of the pioneers of women's rights is now also one of the pioneers of men's rights. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like the value of women, he was on, and now he realizes, holy cow, there's this huge devaluing of of boys and men. I need to I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things he shares in this article is what what we've done as a society and what was the sort of the natural th- thing, right, is women traditionally ra- stayed at home and raised the children. Men's job was to go out there and work and mm-hmm. provide the financial right. support. So they kind of had their unique defined roles, mm-hmm. right? But in today's culture, and, and which, again, is not a bad thing, but women can be both. They can be multi-purposed. Right, it's up in the air about what role you have now. Exactly, but men don't seem to be given that same opportunity. And so they're still sort of finding themselves out in the workforce, but then being devalued. for It's, it's kind of like where I get frustrated is when you watch commercials and marketing and movies. It's like men are downplayed or degraded almost that we don't need you. You're not important. What's a like? What, what's an example that you have of that? Well, it, it's it's like um, the traditional role for so for virtually most of our time until recent society, uh, men were allowed to be heroes. Yeah, I mean that's every exactly. every boy's little dream too. To but now it feels like they're not. It feels like movie after movie portrays men in one way, and that's the the woman in the in the movie is going to save him. So just to be devil's advocate, I mean, would you could you say that that's just a um, I don't know, cor- correction because they're, the women didn't have that at all before. Yeah, so well, now that um, so you just you're just getting so scared because out of balance. because out of the hundreds of movies that have come out in the last couple of years, you know, ten of them have had female heroes. Now, I mean, people well, might push that back. You you and I even talked about uh, Enchanted. The movie with Amy mm-hmm. Adams, which yeah. I like, yeah, but it's it's like uh, it feels like that thing where at the beginning of the movie she falls off a billboard and he doesn't even really catch her. It's more like a clumsy; she just smashes him down to the ground. Right. To then later in the movie, he needs to be saved, and so now he falls out of the air and she catches him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it it feels like that kind of attitude is in a lot of things where men are consistently put in these roles of failure. Okay. Or I'm not good enough or or I'm not needed mm-hmm. even. And when you, you know, one of the things in here, um, it, it's like, it, it is, it's like this general undervaluing of men. And I think I've shared on the podcast before, but this would have been a long time ago, of, you know, a highly liberal, highly feminist New York Times columnist who got on a plane and she was struggling with the weight of her carry-on to get it into the overhead. So a mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. offered and said, hey, can I help you with that? And she yelled at him, said, I can do anything you can do. Back off. I'll get it myself. And somehow on this plane <laughs> ride, she gets convicted and realizes, wait a minute. You know, what did I just do? Yeah. Like men physiologically are stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. They're bigger. They have more muscle content, and therefore, he was just trying to be helpful. He wasn't tr- trying to say, hey, you pathetic, weak female, look how what a loser you are. Let me grab this for you. Right. He was trying to – chivalry. He was actually trying to honor her. He was. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say is that's where it feels like what men are naturally gifted at has now been devalued, and it has mm-hmm. been defined as a negative thing. And it's – and then almost like 
their men's natural giftings are now looked at as a way to um, show their dominance instead yes. of just acting out of their natural giftings. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that was fascinating that they have in this article, which we have a link to this article on our website on this podcast episode, but, you know, traditionally men in societies have always been raised to die, right? It was the men who went to war. It's mm-hmm. men who were in the coal mines and the oil fields and all the, and in here, 92% of work-related death are men. Really? 92% of work-related deaths are male. Because we just put we ourselves in We do the dangerous work. Yeah. That's kind of always been our role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he talks in the article how, okay, so now, unfortunately, though, if you are raising boys to go off to war, to go off to these dangerous jobs where they're more than likely going to die, then there has been this sort of detachment, right, relationally, because you can't be soft. You can't be relationally oriented when you're going off to do these very dangerous jobs. And even, he argues here in the article, even women are going to be less attached to their boys because they kind of know, right, on an unconscious level, you're probably going to die or I'm not going to have you around. Right, and you're you're opening yourself up to more hurt if you are going to attach yourself more to uh, that that situation, that child. Yeah, and so what we've done as a society for millennia is that we trained boys to act tough and not express feelings. But in today's culture, what are we telling boys? You They're need to be soft, yeah. and you need to be f- feeling-oriented. You need to think and act like a woman. But yet we have all this you know, genetic coding that has gone on since the beginning of time with men that is creating now a lot of, well, it's creating a crisis for boys. So you're saying that that's a bad thing, that we that men shouldn't be in in touch with their feelings more? and Well, one of the ways, one of the ways to solve this crisis, because here's, here's the problem, and I, and I put in a nice bulleted list, um, because what's happened is there are significantly more boys today who are raised because along with women's liberation, okay, Mm -hmm. which, again, very good things with that. One of the consequences has been now women have the freedom to divorce, right? Where in the past, and and I try to argue this all the time with couples that are in crisis, is sometimes I want to just look at them and go, do you realize the luxury of crisis you're going through? Like, this is ridiculous. The only reason you're so angst or upset about this is because you have the time and money to be yeah. stressed out about it. Yeah. Couples in Africa, India, China, they're not getting into these same. It's really in first world countries where we divorce for the most ridiculous reasons. And it's because we have the money. It's because we have the time to think mm-hmm. and sulk and go. Where in other, if you're not in a first world country, you're, you don't have time for that. You got to get out there and work so that you guys mm-hmm. hopefully get a meal on the table that night. Right. Right. And so what happens now is women are able to divorce and they're able to kind of provide. Now, again, there are so many arguments against divorce because the average woman after a divorce is under the poverty line. Is in under terms the pro- of income. Really? Yes. Average. Yeah. 
divorce is highly cost. It has a high cost to it financially. Um, I have someone who I know very well right now going, and she doesn't make enough. She probably makes maybe fifteen to twenty thousand a year, and thus far her divorce has cost her twenty thousand dollars. So she's already out. Yeah, I mean yeah. she's already losing all of the savings, all of the hard work, all the time tucking money away here and there is gone. Right now she's of course in an abusive situation, so she really doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. But it's bad. But the but so what's happened today because of the high rate of divorce is we have a significantly larger group of boys being raised without fathers. Because the role of father has been so demeaned over the years since this feminism thing right. really exploded onto the scene. It's that old the idea of they're being demonized, right? Mm-hmm. Their importance in a in especially just, a son's life, yeah, is not acknowledged. So it's not not only is it uh, un, the father roles unnecessary, um, but maybe now it's viewed as uh, sometimes better to just not have it. Yeah, devalued. Yeah, right. And and so the crisis in today for boys, so boys without fathers, which so many are being raised that way. They 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 really never get to learn what it means to be a healthy man because they don't have one in their life. So what would you what's your definition of a healthy man then? Yeah, in today's culture, yeah. I think and and one of the ways that you solve this whole thing is that me, we need to start teaching our boys and men need to start understanding that you can be both. You can provide income for your family and also parent Mm-hmm. Like before, right? We had these two very distinct roles, and it worked. Mom yeah. stays at home. Dad's pretty much gone sixty hours a week, and he's home for dinner mm-hmm. most times. Um, and so a boy was raised to know this is going to be my role. It's clearly defined. Well, now it's not clearly defined. Right? They don't know what it is they're supposed to be. And for many young boys, dad's not even around now. Right, because you go through the divorce. It's not like I one time had a lady who was threatening divorce because she wanted to get her husband's attention that he worked too much, and he, she wanted him around more. And I just looked at her <laughs> and went, "Hold on, a minute. wait. How, how does that happen? How yeah, does that work?" I, I did. I looked. I went. So let me get this right. Your idea to solve your husband not being around enough is to divorce him. Um, let me just suggest he'll probably be around far less, right? Because now he'll never need to come home. It's probably not going to. Now that's obviously, as you and I, that would not be the right response for a man. That's an unhealthy response, right? But it's realistic. It's probably what's going to happen. And so some of these consequences. And so a healthy man, and and we'll get into this at the end too, is going to honor God and honor others. Because nothing is more important than our relationships. So if I'm married, then I'm going to be honoring my wife. If I if we've chosen to have children, I need to be honoring those children, which yeah. means they're more important than I am. I want to serve their needs. Mm-hmm. But they don't get to see that because they're being raised fatherless, right, without okay. fathers. Uh, they learn lack. They, they lack boundary enforcement, which leads to poor, mm. delayed gratification. So they don't have a dad around saying, no, you can't do that. Yeah, and you need to wait. I was just listening to, uh, to a podcast this morning, um, finishing up one, 
it's on um, a, a website and podcast called The Art of Manliness, and um, hopefully we might be able to do some work with them. It was a really cool website. Yeah, get him on the show. Um, and he was interviewing a, a gentleman about the, the importance of uh, marriage for men in general, and um, this was not a, a, a Christian-biased thing, so it was just scientific. That's what's so great, man. All the research shows and really validates yeah. Christian morality. And so it was one of the things near the end that was it was talking about um, of the benefits of children to having a man um, in in the house having a father was on was on discipline and um, boundaries because it's like in general um, women are are more uh, flexible in their discipline in their boundaries and are more in the feelings of the moment. It will dictate how how things happen. Men in in general more like this is how it is no matter what. This is the boundary. Now both need to happen, and people need mm-hmm. to kids and adults need to learn how to operate in both of those realms. But when one of those is missing, when you get yourself in some pretty tough situations, huge later in gap. Life, well, like and that's what happens oftentimes at um, Shauna's school. There's a lot of ch- children there that um, particularly don't have fathers around. And so at their school, they have some high rigor and expectations. Like, this is it. This is the line. And they're not used to that because they haven't grown grown up with that. Like, oh, there's a hard line that can't be crossed, and there's immediate um, discipline to that. Well, and the truth is the school system is a poor substitute for a father. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's not the job of our schools to raise our boys. It's the job of a father and a mother. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I even get into this argument even with churches. Like I, I've been a youth pastor and I've you know pastored and all those things, and I've told parents numerous times, "Hey, it is not my job to disciple your child. That's your job." Yeah. Now I want to provide a healthy environment and make church fun so that they want to be involved in it for their entire life and yada. But no, like. You cannot just be dropping your kids off every Wednesday or Sunday and thinking that's it. Right. Now you need to take mm-hmm. ownership of the disciple of the discipleship, <laughs> ownership of the discipleship <laughs> of your children. But the consequences of these boys being raised without fathers, so it's the uh, immediate gratification. They they suffer from addiction to immediate gratification because they've never gotten the boundaries. And that mm-hmm. gets into pornography, uh worse grades. Uh, ADD, less empathy, less assertiveness, alienation, loneliness, obesity, anger, disobedience, depression, and suicide. All wow. of those things significantly increase for the boys who grow up without a father. One of them that just grabbed me just then, uh, the less assertiveness. Yeah. Like just thinking about, like immediately I just apply that to um, the younger generation that I know. And like I often am playing at retreats and youth camps and um, yeah, just really am, am seeing that play out in my mind and just even how uh, students interact with this. I mean, especially outside of your peer, their immediate peer group. Um, There are just that there isn't this initiative. This isn't like, Hey, I'm, I'll take care of this. There's this passive, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to do anything about it, sort of thing. That's yeah. interesting. It is. And these are all real things that come out of real research. It is a epidemic. It is a problem. It's obviously a crisis on the consequences to our boys today of being without a father. 
or even fathers not being allowed to be a father and that role being diminished or undervalued. And it is, it is very real. So hopefully you're recognizing that. Okay. Cause you know, I want to talk to the mother because sometimes, Hey, you have no control. Like the lady who's going through the divorce I talked about. Uh, yeah. I mean, if your husband's abusive, that's unacceptable. So it right. starts with a separation because that's just dangerous, obviously, mm-hmm. in the house. And, you know, I encourage women, you want to give that abusive spouse the opportunity to get healing. Because remember, people don't just wake up one day and go, hey, you know, it'd be fun. I'm going to be an abuser. Right. They're doing this from their own woundedness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's wise to give them a chance to get into counseling and get things addressed because they can recover. They don't always, mm-hmm. but they at least give them a chance. So I get it. For some of you, you're the father, the husband abandoned you, and that was out of your control. Yeah. So for those who are hearing this going, oh, my gosh, what does this mean now? It doesn't mean that your your sons are doomed, right, to a life of all mm-hmm. these horrible consequences. <laughs> what it does mean, though, is you need to find somebody that can be a mentor to your son. Like yeah. mentors matter. If you're a dude and you're listening to this, mm-hmm. and you're a healthy father. Keep being a healthy father for your kid, but also get out there and recognize the importance of, mate, we need more mentors. We need yeah. more guys to step up. There's organizations in your community that will allow you to serve boys that are fatherless. Yeah, and don't underestimate your impact, um, say, on your your son's friends as well. Exactly. And that, like, man, you can be ministering to them a ton because you might be the only healthy father figure that they see. You know, our mutual friend, uh, Casey and Kim, and I won't get into details or names or anything. Obviously, theirs I can share. But I, it's been such a blessing to watch them take in a couple of boys who have just gone through a major tragedy with their parents. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. And one of the things Casey did was he had a Saturday morning where he asked all of his mentors and people that have spoken into his life. So I was there, and it was like, I was like, man, how many people do you have? <laughs> Speaking, huh. I yeah, didn't were get a you, call. Were you there? That... I can't remember wow. seeing you. This is awkward. I feel bad. I feel like I'm going to call Casey now. Yeah, I think we should actually. <laughs> Let's have him on the show and shame him <laughs> mercilessly. But what was so precious is he wanted to show the older brother what does it look like to have people in your life that will be that will speak into it. So mm. he had, you know, I'm there kind of as a counselor. He had someone there as a financial advisor, his mother-in-law. Um, he had another dude who he'd met through a church that actually has an organization to mentor boys. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was, I mean, this kind of stuff needs to be happening. And I'm telling you, it. we need to take it seriously, guys. I'm speaking to guys now, that we we need to be mentoring our own boys, but mm-hmm. we also need to look outside of the home and yeah. look at our neighbor. And so, say who who else in my community or neighborhood do do you know and and you might even be able to start just by praying and saying Lord give me an opportunity because I don't even know yeah I don't know who needs it well and you know in in your local church finding ways to help serve the the youth um, and maybe even not that young even college age um, finding a way to invest in them and and be a leader I know right out of college. Uh, I was a um, junior high boys youth intern at uh, a local church. Probably making a big bucks in that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was literally one of those things. My buddy was 
the youth minister and he called me up on like a, a Monday and he was like, Hey, um, I'm going to call and see if you want to do this. And I was like, I'll tell you right now. No, I don't want to like, I have no desire. Uh, but like, I'll, I'll pray about it. Um, when do you need to know? I need you here on Thursday. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, let me, let me pray and fast I guess for I a have day. Several days. <laughs> and I'll get back to you. And so in the, the Lord was like, yes, you're doing this. But, uh, man, one thing I realized when I was there was the importance of the, um, the role that I had with, with these dudes. And remembering back to the, the um, college guys that I remember when I was in junior high that I thought were, were awesome and like I tried to emulate. And so I purposely thought of just even small ways that I could try to influence them outside of my my standard like my job is to help disciple them in Christ like we did we did that um and one of just my small things I still do is that um I don't know if it's a it was a start out of a pet peeve or not but just with with guys in particular like when you knowing how to properly greet and interact with someone yeah and so like I would have these junior high boys when I first meet them someone would introduce us and be like no eye contact looking down hey and if they went to shake my hand do like the the limp wrist dead fish thing. <laughs> and so I would correct it. I was like, no, this is how you do it. You introduce yourself. You speak clearly, look in the eyes. And for me, it was like really cool to see by the end of the summer, like all these, all these dudes staring you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that look is, we're about to fight. So <laughs> dial it back, buddy. Right, ex- exactly. Exactly. But that's the point right there is that boys growing up without a male influence, they don't get that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Right, I can think of the countless things that I've told my boys over the years. You know, one of the most traumatic uh, moments in parenting for me is when my wife called me and said, hey, you know, crying, saying I was trying to get the kids into the van, and, you know, our oldest Cole was getting bigger, right? Mm-hmm. He was already taller than her, and and he didn't want to go, but he was still too young to because my wife's like three foot four. No, she's not that <laughs> short. But he didn't want to go. Yeah. She's like, I can't leave you home. You need to get in the car now. He's like, no. And when she went to like, not you know, just aid him into the <laughs> yeah. car, uh, he shoved back, not, mm. not violently. Yeah. But he was like, I ain't moving. And so now she breaks down, calls me. What do I do? And I went, tell him to go to his room and I'll be right there. <laughs> so I was planning a church at the time, sitting in my office. I got up. Went home reasonably fast, trying to obey. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when I got home, I charged up those stairs. And when I got into that room, he was like, okay. You know, he wanted to, like, argue and do, do. Man, I had him up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, nose to nose. And I said to him, quote, if you ever lay a hand on my wife again, you will deal with me. That is unacceptable. Yeah. And he was like, because I don't ever act that way. I'm yeah. usually goofy and <laughs> yeah. fun-loving and avoidant. But but the lesson that my boys all have learned is you don't ever have an excuse to dishonor a woman, especially physically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not promoting on the show, because I have all these politically correct things now bouncing off of my brain. <laughs> They're going to be offended. I'm going to get emails. You touched your child. I know. I am not talking about being abusive. So it would not have been a healthy move for me to come home and punch him in the face or 
do anything right. abusive. But the truth, though, with boys and men, they they're man. I know every good father I know has had those moments with their boys, mm-hmm. where they have to physically make a stand saying no. Yeah. You will not do that. And if you do, you're going to have consequences because you're going to deal with me. Yeah. And sometimes if the boy is old enough, and yeah, I mean, it can get physical. I have a very specific, vivid memory of that happening with my father and uh, my brother that's right above me. The bad brother. Who? Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, one, the one that... <laughs> no, he just... He's wonderful now. Yes. But he's wonderful now because... What did your dad do? Uh... He had dad strength and yeah. threw him across the room. <laughs> so like this is like so my my dad is like about my size, yeah. slightly shorter, like he's five, not imposing. five, five, six. Yeah, no. He's not an imposing man. My my brother uh was at that time the height of his like strength in high school and he was six foot tall. And um we were in the the doorway of the room that I shared with my brother and my brother had been back talking and something and escalating the situation and was not responding to my father's, hey, you need to sit down there now. Yeah. And somehow, all of a sudden, my brother was flying across the room <laughs> and landing on the bed and like my dad just domineering and like, you'll sit there, you'll stay there. And I'm just like cowering in the corner. I'm like... <laughs> you wet yourself. <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> Can I get up to get... Never mind. Now, again, stipulation, there is no, there's no abuse. There's no anything like that. But I, I also subscribe to uh, the belief that boys in general um, need those times and those moments. And we, uh, we respond um, physically to things as well. And... And I'm looking off out the window because I'm trying to think of how to word this. Yeah. Because I have that same paranoia or fear, right, that someone's going to hear this and say, oh, Smalley Marriage Radio is promoting child abuse. But I'm kind of sick of it. I really am. Because the truth is these moments have existed since men had boys. Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously, no, we do not promote child abuse that is wrong it's disgusting but why is it then that every father has a story like that Mm -hmm. you know good fathers right people of boys who are trying to assert and they're not ready to assert their manhood because they're not men they're idiots right and that Mm -hmm. was me included and Mm -hmm. my own brother and they need to be put in place and you said a key word that i've always used that i had to use a second time when my son kind of got my height and maybe he's an inch taller Mm-hmm. And he was really, and I looked him dead in the eyes and said, boy, never underestimate daddy strength. Yeah. I it's, go, it's different. It's a real thing. You know, we don't scary. have a switch. <laughs> and when I need to put on daddy strength, it's going to happen. <laughs> and I even have maybe what we can promote, because I remember even in that moment, because he was trying to assert his manliness over me. Um, you know, maybe what you do, though, is you have like a healthy... Because what we did is we cleared out the upstairs mm-hmm. playroom thing, like whatever it was, you know, entertainment room, moved all the furniture to the side. He's like, I could take you wrestling. I went, all right, let's yeah, do it. Let's go. And so we wrestled. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's, a, I think, another thing, a part of this boy crisis in America is they're not allowed to be boys. They don't, they get, 
wrestling yeah. taken away and everything me- gets made PC, you know, politically correct. And they're not allowed to be aggressive physically. They're not mm-hmm. fighting anymore. And I don't mean fighting in the streets, but, you know, football is in danger of being a lost art. And wrestling, you know, I, I the camp I grew up in, and I won't give the name of it because mm-hmm. this breaks my heart, they don't even have the wrestling tournament anymore. Oh, really? Those, those are some of the most fond memories of my childhood. Yeah. Was going mano y mano with another boy, trying to submit them, mm-hmm. and we boys are mis- like we're not allowed to be aggressive, we're not allowed to be physical, we're not allowed to be strong. Yeah, well, I was reading this other news report um, or po- another podcast about a uh, police chief in I think it's Florida talking about how he no longer like he doesn't like the applicants are coming out of police academy because these men because they've never. Uh, been in a fight yeah. and they don't know how no to handle the um, the stress that comes along with it. He's like not even really worried about how, knowing how to fight, but knowing how to handle yourself and those emotions emotionally when you're that jacked up. And so he's like the guys that he hired. The guys that he hires now are uh, bouncers, interesting, and um, former military. Yeah, because both those people have to learn how to operate in that high stress level. And when you have a, a father that you know has those moments of um, you know, playful wrestling, phys- physicality, like you, you start learning how to deal with those emotions. So the solution to this boys in crisis, I'm going to give a quote here from the article uh, from Dr. Warren Farrell. The solution involves guiding our sons to seize the opportunity to find more meaningful senses of purpose in work and parenting, ones tailored to their unique self. We have to develop, quote, the era of multi-purpose boys and men, end quote. Dads and male mentors are crucial in this process, as are women who understand how to not throw out the baby of masculinity with the bathwater. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. And so boys need to be able to find their purpose. And for me, that's honoring God, honoring others. So mm-hmm. in whatever a boy does, that needs to be his primary goal is how do I honor God and others in this thing? Yeah. So I, cause I am not going to, prom- I, we are not promoting men going back to an era of workaholism and being absent because right. you still have the same consequences. Mm-hmm. I need to be able, okay with working and providing as a parent. I right. can do both, just as women have been taught they can do both, mm-hmm. and they can. So men need that multi-purpose. Uh, they need uh, we need to start appreciating men for being men. Like it's okay to be masculine. That that we've got to stop demonizing the idea of masculinity. Right, and the the appreciation of that masculinity does not depreciate uh, feminism at all. No, it doesn't. And I, oh, Seth, that is such a great point because that's what it feels like today. Because yeah. we can't lift up one thing without it being assumed that we're degrading the other. It's no, both. Mm-hmm. Both are good. You want to give the last one? Sure. We need more male mentors and definitely more fathers. So we need you guys and ourselves to invest. We need to invest in others. And in, so if if you look, uh, you know God has set up that system with the church and discipleship already. So if if we follow that and we are a part of our local body and we are investing in others, um, that should happen pretty naturally. So like get involved, you know, find a way to serve um, in your church. And 
it doesn't have to be this some huge scary commitment. Sometimes it's just like showing up to events with like say it's a youth event or something like that. Um and just being there. Yeah, it does. And and take seriously men. Take seriously your role as father cuz it does matter. Mm-hmm. It matters that you're involved. It matters that you speak into your boy's life. It matters that you're healthy. Yeah. Which is why always Christ points to us specifically because I'm not going to be a I'm not going to do a very good job raising my boys if I'm not doing a good job with myself. Mhm. So make that a priority and we can we can really turn the tide to this crisis for boys in our country. We can do it. Amen. Well, don't forget on this very podcast page, you can download the Reignite Your Marriage app. You can make a love list and send it to your special spouse. Should only have one special spouse. <laughs> yes, you should. But we have all the direct links right there. And then don't forget at smalleyinstitute.com, you can become a member a member to our online course library where we have all of our very best video studies have been converted to an online learning platform. It's pretty amazing. You can check that out and even take one of them for free. So you can discover the number one reason relationships fail. Do it. Free stuff. It's free. Guys, why not? It's free. And Seth, if they enjoy the show. Or not. Or not. What can they do? What can the folks do? Just let me know. Just right now, just go to your computer. <laughs> reach reach for that keyboard. Click that link that says review. I Leave a review. Oh, sorry. Yes. I thought we needed a good song yeah. in the background. <laughs> Some teary-eyed puppies in the background. <laughs> just let us know. It helps us know if we're getting content that you care about and others to find us. Amen, brother. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in just two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462. Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, DC, right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details.